Oh, hello, Dr. Trevor. Uh, now, of course, us both being scientists here at the uh, at this new zoo, it's put us in a spot. Our boss needs the zoo to make money, and people just are not caring at all about just like under like a giraffe anymore. Right. They need us to have some amazing animals, so we got to technically create some. We got to splice them up and make something. I can't think of anything, so I'm coming to you to see if you've got anything yet. I'm way ahead of you there, uh, Scientist Bob. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Get this. All right. Fire. Mm-hmm. Shark. What now? Fire. Shark. Uh, e- explain. What What do you mean? You know that sharks are the coolest creatures ever. Yeah, they're one of the top hunters of the sea, for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. They're Jaws dangerous. People love Jaws. is one of the best movies. People right. love Jaws. Uh, the Great White Shark is a is dangerous. The fins are scary. I know what you're saying. Okay, right. that would get people in. People love sharks. Right. Okay, I'm on board so far. Well, that's something else. Something else really exciting. Uh, roller coasters. You're supposed to say fire. Oh, fire! 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 See? Fire's okay. exciting. It's vicious and explosive and dangerous. And it dangerous. can burn you. Okay. So, um, fire shark. Uh, so this how. Is the shark look I jumping can, through a ring of fire? Now, from this look on your face, I can tell you you just don't get it. I don't understand. Um, your horizons always were a little narrow. Oh, okay. Uh, you were never at the top of the the class in science school. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Right. So I'm just going to show you. Just come with me. Uh, okay. All right. Wait, you've already made this thing? Oh yeah, I've already made the fire shark. What? Okay. Before you even reveal this uh-huh. fire shark to me. I have a real issue here. Uh-huh. Are you saying the shark is made out of fire or it spits out fire? Um, or is it both? It can be a little bit of both. It just depends. You just got to be careful. Just approach gently. Um, it does shoot fireballs out of its mouth. Is it in a tank? Yes. With with water? Uh, gasoline. You put it in a gasoline tank? I did. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't agitate it. Just approach gently. I don't think there's a problem. I don't think this is real. I think you're just... Here, show me. Let's let's both come this way. Okay. All right. All right. Now, just be gentle. Be careful. Okay. I'm opening the door. Uh Uh-huh. Holy crap. There it is. Holy crap. Keep your voice down now. Be careful. But it's a shark. It's fire. Hey, hey, hey. It's a shark that's fire. Don't get too excited. Gasoline. Whoa, whoa. You're going to make it excited. This is... Oh, no. I... I feel a fart coming on. Hey, 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 hey. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have hit that taco. Oh no. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Trevor. Oh, what? <laughs> we should just quit being scientists. Listen to an episode of Retro List. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new, uh, I was going to say spanking new, but that sounds weird to say in a new era of living that we are in. Only weirder than that intro. Nope. 
of Retro <laughs> Blessed. Thanks for joining us today. We uh, we are your only weekly uh, retro gaming podcast in which a guy named Trevor and a guy named Johnny are co-host of it. Yeah, that's true. I dare anybody to tell me I'm wrong. Um, so you're wrong, and uh, yeah, that's a good statement, though. Oh, there's another one? Um, is it better than us? I didn't want to say anything. So it is better but than yeah, us. But yeah, we have doppelgangers, and they make oh. an ep- a podcast. Is it popular? It's. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, because I just made it up. Oh, okay, so, so it's not real. So it's not real. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> and they're not as cool as us, so Oh, don't worry sweet. about it. We're pretty cool guys. Right. Uh, we, unlike that shark that's on fire. We're cool. Right. We're the other side of the pillow. We are amazing. Let's get all the fun stuff out of the way. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at johnnyism28. I put my art. I'm an artist as well. And also my other podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher as well. It's History Creeps. We talk about the strange sides of history. Uh, Trevor, where can they find RetroBlist at? They can find RetroBlist on Instagram at RetroBlist. They can find RetroBlist on Facebook at RetroBlist. On Twitter at RetroBlist. And of course... Find us on the network, BICBP-radio.com, where you can find all kinds of cool podcasts. Yeah, you'll find us, you'll find History Creeps, you'll find Back Issues, Comic Book Podcast, pretty much any sort of podcast. I mean, there's a sports show on there, so anything you can think of, I'm sure something will catch your fancy on there. Right. Don't you think? You ever heard that, Catch Your Fancy? Because I think I just made it up. I think Tickle Your Fancy is. No, I like Catch. It's kind of weird. I mean, Tickle's even worse. That's creepy. Yeah, I'll go with Catch. If somebody says they're going to tickle my fancy, I'm fairly creeped out by it so talking about something off that subject trevor what if i told you i said hey trevor hey uh could i just I, had a thought <laughs> could i possibly how many people now this is a thought i actually had before you started the plugs okay <laughs> i'm glad i stopped you from that how many uh deaths do you think we've had in our opening intros oh how many times have our characters died yeah in it happens a lot i bet so, quite a few that's should, a good we question. Do a body count for our <laughs> What's well, at least two? Yeah, definitely two. Well, three counting the shark. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So. We should make a disclaimer: no fire sharks were harmed during the filming of that intro. Right. But well, why did we uh, talk about fire sharks? That's a good question. Because I've never heard of that before. <laughs> right. Well, fire shark happens to be the name of a video game that does not feature sharks, but it does feature a lot of fire. Oh, I like uh, where you're going with this. Right. It's a Sega Mega Drive. Or Sega Genesis game for us Americans. Ooh. Uh, called Fire Shark from 1990 by Topland. Okay, Trevor. Now, uh, this was a game that you originally just showed me the cover to the actual game. Yeah. And by that, I mean, it's it's the label on the actual cartridge. Right. I didn't see the actual cover for the game. It the cover be... itself looks awesome. Okay. So, this is just also a cartridge. Right. It is the most plain <laughs> looking cartridge you could possibly see. It tells you really nothing. It's just a logo of the game and a little bit of the game info, just a bunch of words all in a white background label. That's yeah, all there is. There's no pictures or anything. <laughs> Apparently, uh, all this was published by DreamWorks. I don't know. I, I yeah, we're going to talk about that here in a second. But anyways, the, when they published... <laughs> yeah, professional podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> they published several games for the sake of Dreamcast. Several? Several. <laughs> and apparently they all had this... Um, very plain white cartridge with black text. DreamWorks did? Um, I think so. Yeah. So you're t- okay, when, another- you say, when you say DreamWorks, let's just go and talk about it now. Yeah. I assume you mean the one who put out some of those uh, uh, movies like uh, 
what's DreamWorks? Have they done the Shrek, Shrek films? And no, there's House anime. Dragon. Yeah, I'm thinking of all these amazing uh, animated films that are bright and colorful. Right. And, <laughs> and when and when guess, you boot yeah. this game up, it says DreamWorks, but it also says something about a toy company uh, or something. Toy Soldier Company. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same DreamWorks, to be honest. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say this is probably going to be a short episode because this is a game I picked up recently, despite the boring label, the name Fire Shark just sounded cool. Yeah, it does. And uh, and there's just not a lot on it. There's not a lot even on the internet. What year did this game come out? Uh, it came out in arcades in 1989 and the, I so, say the Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah. The Genesis in 1990. Right. Um, but yeah, it's considered the sequel to Flying Shark, which did come out for the NES, but I've never played it. Fi- oh, wow. That was um, before the shark caught fire. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it flew through the air and then caught fire. Okay, Trevor, when I say Fire Shark... Uh, what this game actually is, the name does not give it away. <laughs> no, I don't think the name or the cartridge itself gives it away at all. Yeah, I had zero idea what kind of game this was. I assumed it was, I assumed honestly like our opening skit has something to do with sharks or something right. like that. Some crazy over the top weird thing. Well, let me read the story synopsis for you. Please do. The year is 19X9. <laughs> First of all, that's hilarious. Usually it's like 19XX. Yeah. But this doesn't even go that far. So there's 1999, I guess, is the latest this possibly could have been set in. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't think too far ahead. But it's alternate Earth. Especially when the game came out in 8990. Right. <laughs> They're so like giving themselves a 10-year shelf life. most nine years in the future. <laughs> yeah. So in this alternate Earth, the S-Corps invades various countries and hopes and hope seems lost. But a phantom pilot piloting a super-powered biplane called the Fire Shark flies in to save the world. That's a pretty cool plot. Okay, I, you told me this plot before, and I said that if that was a movie, I'd be all over. I, oh I, yeah, I'd have to just out of curiosity see that movie. A phantom pilot and a biplane coming in to save the world. Yeah, that's just cool. Yeah, it just sounds it just sounds at the very least you have to see what it's about. Right now, the story itself really doesn't come up in the game at all. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that at all from what we played because this is, of course, a top down shoot 'em up. Yeah, just like your 1941s or whatever. 1942, 1943. Yeah, whatever, whatever year it was. The prequel, 1941. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's in that same vein. Yeah. Of uh, you're just your top view of your plane, and you're shooting stuff on the screen. You're shooting yeah. tanks. Uh, you're shooting airships. You're shooting uh, other planes. Mm-hmm. All that kind of thing. Uh, some modern, more modern gamers uh, call these bullet hell games because there's just bullets everywhere. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but yeah, it's sort of, sort of in that vein, but it's. Um, 1990, it's definitely an earlier one, and that's actually an earlier uh, Genesis game from 1990. I mean, that's... Yeah, it really is. And, like I said, neither one of us knew anything about this going in. I had zero. I've never heard of this game ever before. I, when I saw it, it's just I just had to look it up, because it's not that often that I see a Genesis game that I've heard nothing about. Never heard word one about it. Um, but so have you heard word twos about it? Well, I have now, because I looked it up. And thought, oh. oh, it's a, a shoot 'em up Cool. Because I love, I'm not good at them, which, you know, we're generally not this good. Is, this is the one genre slash genre that I'm also not good at, but for whatever reason, I, I have to play them when they're there. Oh, yeah. And I I'm love, terrible at them. I've never been good at a single one. Yeah, I, I, I do love this genre, the shoot 'em up vertical scrolling shooter, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. It just reminds me of the days of playing in, like, an arcade or something. Right. And, the you know, there used to be, near where I live, there was a, a, a restaurant, you know, back then all your... Country restaurants seem to have a couple arcade cabinets in there yeah. for whatever reason, and some of them will be these type of games, and I would love playing those things. Right, and it's and it's one genre that 
Jinrei. Jinrei, that even now has found a way to stay alive in the indie scene. And actually, you know, we're going to start covering more Dreamcast games. And the Dreamcast is possibly the best system ever for shoot-em-ups, which a lot of people don't realize. I didn't realize this when I had the Dreamcast originally. But there are a lot of amazing shoot-em-ups on the Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be fun. I mean, the which we should have realized because the uh, theme for Dreamcast, whenever they were trying to sell their system, was, hey, we are the home of the shoot-em-ups. Exactly, yeah. That's what it was. They were going to go with It's Thinking, but instead they went with... Yeah, it, hey, this is the home of, look at these cool shoot-em-ups. Right, exactly, so... Which, you know, it's thinking probably would have worked better, but I'm not in charge of what they right. did over there. Hey, That's probably why they don't make systems anymore. Yeah, <laughs> because they didn't listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Fire Shark, not really a lot to say because we knew nothing about it going in. New thing. New thing? We knew My nothing. My words are terrible today. Professional podcasters. We knew nothing about this game at all. At all. Right. Went into this game cold. But I picked it up and we played it. And it's a shoot 'em up, which is exciting. <laughs> and um, let's just go and get into how it works. Okay, let's go and let's just talk about the graphics first all right. of all. For an early Genesis game, I thought the graphics were above serviceable. Right. I definitely could tell what everything was on the screen. Uh, there were bullets for everything that was going on at once. The game held up pretty well, I thought. Right. Uh, there was very little blinking. You know what I'm talking about when a flickering, flickering, yeah, blinking, very little of that. I, from what I, it's witnessed, pretty smooth. Yeah. It's fairly smooth for everything that's going on. I mean, there's literally like uh, some points. There's ten or fifteen. It feels like anyway, enemies on a on the yeah, map at once. There really are at certain times. Yeah, and you got to, and, and that's not including their bullets they're shooting at you. Right. So I thought graphics wise, it, it looked pretty good. I wouldn't say it's the best because it's not the best looking drink. Yeah. Uh, drink. You got me saying yeah. that. <laughs> not the best looking Genesis game. But for its time, especially, mm-hmm. it looks it looks fairly good. I think so too. I think um, the backgrounds are pretty basic. Yeah. But the explosions are great. The fact that when you shoot enemies which are on the ground, they leave black holes like craters. Yeah. Um, that's great. Just the amount of stuff happening is, is impressive. So yeah, I think the graphics are above average. Like you said, if this game came out in ninety two, ninety three, had been a late Genesis game. Yeah. I think it would have been even more impressive. But it, or less impressive. Well, well, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, I think they would have had more time to tap into the horsepower. Oh, I see. What you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for its time, for what we're saying is, for its time, it looks right. pretty good. For Nani shooter, it looks great. Yeah, yeah. But you did uh, bring up something real quick. the The levels there's ten levels. Uh-huh. We did see all ten of these levels. They do vary and they do change. Mm-hmm. But if we're just being honest, it there's not a lot of difference really. Right, you compare to this to some more slightly modern shooters, and the the backgrounds are a little lackluster. Yeah, and the and the enemies don't very much change, really. No, I do love I do love the setting of the the biplane and the other like World War Two airplanes. Yeah. yeah, I love that. But the yeah, the backgrounds themselves don't change a whole lot. You have your jungle, your desert, your ice, and yeah. then a bunch of water. Yeah, one of them's um, like a city, or right, you're flying one, above a city. There's one level we were in a city, and I wish there were more that changed it up like yeah. that. But, yeah, but yeah. I mean, but I mean, the, the the levels still look fine. They did. It's there it just was, wasn't a lot of variety. Right. There's nothing to, negative about the graphics. Yeah. If you show me the sand level, well, I think it was the sand level. There is. Yeah. Next to the ice level, the, to me, the only difference would be the color of the map. Yeah. <laughs> one's like a yellowish tan. The other one's like a a cream white color. It's clear they definitely. Um, they simplified the graphics yeah. 
in order to make the uh, action right. so smooth. Because there's a lot going on on the screen. Yeah. Which makes sense because, like we said before, there's very little slowdown for as much it's going on. So mm-hmm. maybe that was one of the things they sacrificed. Right. I, I don't know. I wasn't with DreamWorks at the time. Or ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about music? Do you think they sacrificed anything there? Okay, I'm trying to remember the music. So, uh, man. Okay, here's... I'm going to say it's forgettable, and I'm saying that for this reason. I've played three games today. I'm not going to tell you which, what those games were, because we, we're covering another one, and another one is from well after the year 2000, so we'll never cover it. Yeah. But the I can say that one. It's a Mario game for the Wii U. Super Mario 3D yeah. World. And from the three games we played, I just remember that music more than the other two, by oh, far. Yeah. And we literally just played Fire Shark. Yeah, uh... Actually, there were diff- different points when I was playing the game. I actually said to myself, man, this game has really awesome music. But um, sort of like the backgrounds, I do feel like it kind of started to blend together a little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to say I actually really like the music, but I think it did end up ultimately just servicing the gameplay more than standing on its own as a soundtrack. You're probably right. I'm just, I was just basic my opinion on the fact that I don't even really remember it. And I'm also going to say, which we might as well get into right now because of the gameplay, I think one of the reasons we don't remember the music as much is because of what we were doing, which caused a bunch of chaos on the screen. So the sound effect (laughs) sort of overpowered the music. (laughs) Okay. All right. This game has possibly one of the the best codes for any game, in my opinion. Right. And it doesn't give you more lives. No, there's no extra lives. There's no extra lives. But it can be, you can put it in almost at any time. You just hit pause in the middle of your game. Yeah. You push up A, down B, left C, Right start, and then what happens? You can upgrade. You can pick any of the three main weapons and power them up to their fullest. Yeah, let's let's talk about those weapons. You got a like your regular bullet type weapon. Yeah. Uh, you have your uh, beam, laser beams, laser beams, which were my least favorite. But my absolute favorite was the fire one. Right, because <laughs> you literally would if you powered it up to three, which this code lets you do easily, mm-hmm. and add. And this code also you were going to say for I rudely interrupted you. Uh-huh. Uh, you could add as many. You can add up to like ten bombs. Uh, bombs. Which they're not quite screen clearing bombs, but they're bombs that really do a lot of damage. Yeah, wherever you wherever they land, like the, around that area is pretty much they're done. Yeah. So, uh, but like the fire, if. You, <laughs> If you upgraded your fire weapon, literally it covers almost the whole screen, even behind you. Right. It would sweep the area like crazy. So you got these two, what do we call it? Like the apocalypse weapon? Yeah, we call it, it's like pretty much the, if you saw this coming your way, you you would think the apocalypse was heading right. here. Yeah. So with this story, this is some phantom pilot of a biplane coming in with this god weapon. It kind of <laughs> just adds to it. Yeah. He's just burning the skies. The skies are on fire. <laughs> So you have two huge cannons of fire yeah. shooting out from your yeah. front, yeah. and then two more or four more. Yeah, I think it's four more that wave off to the sides, like back and forth. And somehow you never burned yourself, right? Which is incredible. It's it's a truly intense looking weapon. Yeah, it looks. I don't remember any weapon from any of these type of games that looks like this. It is crazy looking, and for a 1990 Genesis game, it might be the most insane weapon that I've ever seen in a Genesis <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, I was honestly a impressed and b. I'm not giving away my score yet, but this weapon on its own made me love this game. <laughs> yeah, it's and the thing is, you can get this weapon legit. You don't have to use the cheat code. Yeah, because each weapon starts off with its weakness, weakest area. Then you can upgrade it three times to make it more. more and you powerful. do, and you do get a lot of upgrades pretty easily right. as the game. I mean, even at one point where anytime you touch any of the little uh, the like blimps. little blimps that would be different color, they're color coded. Like the red ones are fire, obviously. Right. 
but the, the other colors would change your weapon. So we were trying to dodge those half the time. But right. as sometimes there's like three of the same color. So you can upgrade your weapon sometimes fairly quick. Right. So if you have, let's say you're playing legit, not using this cheat code, and you've worked really hard to fully upgrade the fire weapon, which is obviously the best. And then this laser beam icon starts floating around. Oh, you're gosh. trying really hard to dodge it because yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get the laser beam. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I didn't care for it at all. The laser beam weapon just is not as good as the other two. Yeah. Because I also love the, I guess it's a spread shot. Yeah. It's, it's a normal bullet like you'd expect in this kind of game. But when you fully upgrade it, it really does cover most of the screen. Yeah, it's very good, too. I use that one quite a bit, too. It's not as ridiculous as the fire weapon. Yeah, but, but the fire weapon was my absolute favorite. But, yeah. And then the bombs are great. So, yes, it's real simple. You hold A. Well, I should say in the options menu, you can turn rapid on or off. And if you don't turn that on, you have to press the A button every time you fire, which to me just seems like unnecessary challenge. Yeah, instead of just holding down the A button so, right, to fire. Yeah, You turn the rapid mode on, and you just hold the A button down to fire. B button... I think it's the B button that throws your bombs. Yeah, or, it was. Or it might be C. It's one or the other. There's only three buttons on this controller. Right. And one of the buttons doesn't do anything. Cause yeah. yeah. Anyways. Oh, that's right. SB, then C also shoots. But yeah, and you can pick up, um, I think they're S's that make you go faster. Yeah, there's all kinds of little pick-me-ups. Like, there's ones that change your weapons, like we just said. Uh, there's lightning bolts, which I feel like they're just for scores. I think they're just for scores, which do give you extra lives at the end of a level. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, too. But there's right. plenty of those. Uh and uh, is there anything else you pick up? I feel like there's something else. So they're B for bombs, S for speed up, lightning bolts, apparently just for score. Then there's a three different colors of weapons. Fire, laser beam is green, fire is red, and blue is your normal shot. Your normal bullet And shot. then there's the P for power up. And I still am not sure what this does. Because you have a power meter on the right side of your screen with three levels. Yeah. And I thought that corresponded to your weapon. But we had a fully powered up weapon, and sometimes it was only on one of three. Yeah, that's true. That's so very true. I thought maybe it's the number of hits you can take, but that doesn't seem accurate either. Yeah, I don't. I don't so, know. I honestly don't know. Like, if can you only take one hit before your plane blows up or not? I have no idea. <laughs> right. Normally, you can only take one hit, but I wonder if you fill up that power meter if you can take more. But yeah, which we don't have the manual. It's very hard to find stuff on this game. I mean, you can find some reviews. Yeah, that's the other thing about this game. Apparently, it's. We're not the only ones who haven't heard of it. <laughs> right. There's just not a whole lot about it. Yeah. There was exactly one cheat code. There's no FAQ online. Yeah. So, but that's an awesome cheat code. Probably the best we've found yet. Yeah. It's probably, my, it's my most favorite. It, it It's a game that it did make the game easier in all honesty, but it also made it even more fun for me. Right. It, it wasn't just giving yourself infinite lives and not being able to get hurt. Because we can still <laughs> get hurt. We technically did not beat the game. Yes. Even with this ridiculous cheat code, we made it to the final level, level 10. Yeah. But I died too many times. Yeah, but we didn't beat it. <laughs> Which is pretty sad. I don't know how in the world I'm ever going to beat this without using that code. Yeah, and even then, apparently, it's not a given thing. Yeah. But to be fair, though, we didn't start this game with that code. No, we, we lost quite a few lives playing it legit. Yeah. Which we also had it on easy. Which <laughs> is pretty much the story of our gaming career. Yes. <laughs> really. That's what our show will yeah. be known for, how bad we are at games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, gameplay-wise... This is something I was going to bring up. When it comes to these type of games, especially the older ones, mm -hmm. the but when I always felt there was a slight delay in correspondence of when I would push a button and when it would fire. Does that make sense? Yeah. And this one, I did not feel that. I felt this one was the most responsive of all oh, yeah. of these type of games. Yeah, I feel like these kind of games need to be super quick and responsive. This one is. I felt like when I was my ship was blowing up on this one, it was for sure my fault. Right. <laughs> 
We died quite a few times and yeah. had no idea why. And come to find out, I think enemies were just coming up behind us and running. Yeah, enemies, yeah. So you don't want to... See, that was the other thing I would do in those other games. I would just keep on playing at the bottom of the screen. Right. Which is fine for the first couple levels of this game. But at a certain point, they start coming up from behind you, too. Right. From all over, not just from certain areas. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So it, I do not recommend that idea. And I would say, although we didn't play very far without the cheat code, this is these games are known for their difficulty. Yes. I mean... You know, hence the nickname Bullet Hell. I think this one's probably right up there with that difficulty. Because with the cheat code, it's not that hard. But that's an insane cheat code. Yeah. Without it, I would say it's probably... It's, I would say it's more fair than some, but it's still extremely tough. Yeah, we, I don't think I would have made it past level 5 without it, easily. No, and I'm giving myself a lot of that's credit. That's giving us a lot it. of credit, yeah. I'm giving myself a ton of credit for that. So it's, it's one of those you're going to have to really memorize enemy patterns and really... Um, which is why you play these kinds of games, to just make it a little further every time. Yeah. Or to cheat like scoundrels like we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was our second name for the show, was Cheating Scoundrels. Yes. But we went with Retro Bliss instead. Yeah. <laughs> Either one I feel applies. <laughs> now, Trevor, is there anything else about this game we need to bring up before we give our final decisions? I'm trying, but... I, I, and not to compare it, because they're not that similar, but I was thinking like, you know, Tailspin... I feel like I could talk about each level because they were so unique. Yeah, they were very different and very... With this game, I think it really is just about the crazy, over-the-top action. The levels aren't that... Don't really set themselves apart that much. Um, Except for the P power-up, which I'm still not sure what it is. All the rest are pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah. But just... Yeah, I don't think there's a lot else. Um, These, like I said, you collect lightning bolts for score. You get so many points. At the end of the level, you get um, extra lives. One interesting thing is there weren't many straight-up boss fights in this game. That's right, yeah. Which I kind of, I have to admit, is one of my favorite parts about shoot-em-ups. Yeah, there really, there's really not. Towards the end of the levels, there were like a lot of like um, bigger bigger ships, yeah. and they had like a bunch of guns on them. But they didn't feel like they were bosses. They didn't feel like bosses. It just, just felt like they were more, slightly more difficult versions of what you'd already been fighting. Sort yeah, of. so that was, I guess, more realistic, but yeah. didn't really, I missed the boss fights a little bit. Well, that's what I miss in most of these new games now, they don't really have the cool factors from the boss fights in the older yeah. games. But yeah, I'm with you. That is very different because usually in these type of games, there are boss. There's like boss vehicles or whatever you got to blow up. Right. Yeah. But I think it makes up for it with the three awesome weapons. Yeah, for sure. in any other game, the laser beam would have been cool too. But in this game, the fire is so amazing, you just <laughs> yeah. don't bother. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess I don't have anything else to add. Let's go ahead and get into our final scores unless you got something else. No, I guess not. All right. And here we go. Trevor, how many biplanes do you give this game this is tricky um because I, ha- I had a number in mind i had i had i had <laughs> I, had, I, had, <laughs> I had a number in mind <laughs> are you okay do i need to take when we started, to the doctor <laughs> i feel like lightheaded i have been sick for a week but i'm okay now but uh <laughs> when we start this uh we started this episode i had a number in mind but i think a little bit of the monotony of the levels themselves brought my score down a little bit um, but it's still a great game, and I'm still going to try to beat it legit. Um, because the cheat code's awesome, but it kind of takes away the, the challenge. Um, no, it definitely takes away the challenge. I'm going to say this game would be an 8 just purely based on like the gameplay and just at first glance and the awesome stuff. Within the sort of semi-blend levels... Or knock it down to a six, but then the freaking awesome I fire cannon. We have very similar scores. I got a <laughs> fire cannon. 
bumps it back up. Um, this is hard because it's not quite great, but it's very good. I'm going to go 7.5. Okay, that's, that's very close. To what I was going to give it a 7. Okay. So we're very close. Uh, everything you said is how I feel about this game. I feel it's on the cusp of greatness. Does that right. make sense? It's not great, but I had a heck of a lot of fun playing this game. Oh, yeah. It was a blast to play. That fire cannon is the most incredible weapon of anything I've ever played. I, that's my favorite weapon probably of all time now. Yeah. Is that daggum fire cannon thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a great time. How much? Uh, how much is this game going for? Do you know? So that's here. Here's a good question because this. Uh, I think this will come into play this time. This isn't a super cheap game. It's kind of obscure. I think I paid about fifteen dollars for just the cartridge only. And normally I wouldn't do that without knowing much about a game. Um, but when I saw there was a shoot 'em up and had this whole cool biplane thing going on, I picked it up. And I think fifteen to twenty dollars for the cartridge only is the going price. Okay. Uh, so I guess the real question is, is it worth that to play? Now, here's something you need to need to take in mind. It's also just a one-player game. It's not it a two-player game. And there are a lot of great shooters that are two-players. Yeah. That would really, really set this apart. So is this worth 15 to $20? Now, I will say, I'll give you my opinion first, because okay. you're the one who actually bought it. I didn't pay for this game. Yeah. I will say, for me, that's probably a bit much. That's not taken away from the game. It's right. definitely better than a lot of the other games that we've even played for this show. Right. Uh, it's a good game. It's a very good game, even. But it just seems like it's just too much for me. Because there's, it's not two-player. If it was two-player, I would knock out the 15 easily. Right. I would say I would feel comfortable paying like 10 bucks for this. Yeah, I'm going to say that um, for me, it is worth it for 15 That's what I paid. I would not want to pay more than that. Because I do think they're better shooters. I think they're actually better shooters on the Genesis. Yeah. But I I love shooters, and I love finding ones I've never heard of. And there's some that are, are just disappointing. This one was not disappointing. It was good. It's challenging. Um, I feel like I'm going to come back to it. So for me, it was worth 15 bucks. I feel like that's probably a good price for it, though. I feel like, unless you're someone who just has to have every complete inbox game, don't go paying 40 50 bucks for this. Right, yeah. I think you'll find you have $15 worth of fun out of it if you're a shooter fan. Yeah, if you're definitely a fan of this of this genre. Right. <laughs> People will get tired of that of this genre. Uh it's definitely worth 15. Yeah. It's not my favorite of the genres, but I do like it. So. Right. So we're going to give it our seal of approval. Seal of approval. It's it's retro blist approved. <laughs> that should be a thing we do. Now, Trevor you know, this is this is a part of the show in which I need to ask you an important uh-huh. question. Have you ever come home from a hard day of of uh, I want to say work, but you're technically not working yet. You're doing some school stuff, uh-huh. but you have to be in the hospital to do it. Uh-huh. So you're on your feet all day. Uh-huh. You come home and you're just you're just so tired, right? Yeah. You just want to sit there and and your wife. Just doesn't want to hear you complaining. She's tired of it. This is a very realistic scenario. <laughs> she's, she's telling you, just you know, she goes, she goes, I love you, honey, but you need to just shut your pie hole. Uh, I imagine that's how she talks when she's mad. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard your wife mad, but that's how I imagine it would be. <laughs> now, that you're in luck, though. She will no longer need to hear you complaining. And do you know why? Because she kicks me out of the house. Okay. The other reason would be. That's a very good. That's the first uh-huh. one that would happen first. But yeah. 
even though she kicked you out of the house, you're going to be just fine because of this product here. Oh, let's see it. Okay, roll that beautiful footage. I was at this house, right? Yeah. In this scary house. Oh, there's like a ghost and all kinds of scary stuff happened. It was haunted. What? So haunted. Like tons of people. Just get this, buddy. Tons yeah. of people like died there and such. Wait, come on now. You talking about Amityville? What? <laughs> what? What's Amityville? You know the Amityville story, the house about that big kid that shot his family up. They tried to say it was all demented demons and, and crap like that. What? what? Whoa, whoa. Dad just heard this show about it. All about it. You ain't heard about that podcast called History Creeps? No, what's a History Creep? History Creeps is a podcast about all them crazy weird things that be going down in history. Two guys be doing it pretty good. You just copying that story. I've heard that before. I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know. I gotta go see you listen to this podcast that you're talking about. Check it out. History Creeps. I get it on my iTunes all the time. But I only have a stitcher. Is that okay? I guess. I don't know, know about your stitches. I don't know what you be cutting up. But just listen to that history creep. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. Okay, I'm getting on it just right now. <laughs> All right. Hey, put some more wood in that fire. Oh, here we go. See what oh, I mean? Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense now. See? You can survive anywhere with that stuff. Yeah. She can kick you out for weeks and you'll be just fine. My marriage is saved. <laughs> All the, yeah. Listen, go back to that product if you want to save your marriage. Yes. <laughs> or any sort of relationship, really, honestly. Yeah. If you want to repair it, that product is for you. Yep. Trevor, now it's time for everybody's actual favorite part of the show. And that is... Bliss Quiz! quiz. to go first on this one um i can all right go for it so oh that was my me question for you hit me and be sure to play along at home kids kids i can't talk today <laughs> professional okay. podcaster listeners play alone at home what is this game called in japan i'm gonna give you three choices okay shoot 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 ouch 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 or same 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 Shoot, 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 ouch, 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 or same, same, same. S-A-M-E? Same as in the same. S-A-M-E. Yeah. Ah, man. I want to go with that last one because that sounds more Japanese for some reason to me. Yep. Same, same, same. I really wanted it to be the second one. Ouch, ouch, ouch. I don't know what that means. Um... But yeah, that's what it's called in Japan. <laughs> Alright, Trevor, are you ready for your first one? Yep. How many planes did Manfred Richardson, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but he's better known as the Red Baron. Oh. How many planes did he shoot down? How many planes did the Red Baron shoot down? If you get within 10, I'll say you win. Oh, man. I know it's a crazy number. He got his name for a reason. 127. That's way too much. No. This is, I'm thinking this is World War One era. I know, but I remember being shocked when I heard the number before. Well, how wrong was I? The number is 80. That's not that bad. I was within That's really 47. good. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge number, though. I give him a B plus. He literally pretty much murdered 80 people. <laughs> <laughs> We're making jokes about it. That's terrible. That's a terrible question. <laughs> You're right. I probably should have I'm going to find it. a new co-host. Yep. <laughs>
probably a good like idea. Did the meme not that long ago? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I need you to. <laughs> How do we move on from mass homicide? <laughs> it was war. It's different. It was war, yeah. World War One, different time, different era. So I want you to find the bargain. Okay, good. So I'm going to give you three items from eBay. Oh, so you went to eBay? I did, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I need you to tell me which is the cheapest. You've never done eBay I before. I never have before, right. no. Which is the cheapest? Yeah. So we have a sealed copy of Fire Shark, the very game we played today. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this game has great box art, despite the cartridge label. I'm going to have to look it up, to be honest. So we have a sealed copy of the game, still in plastic. We have a Euro Pro Shark bagless vacuum cleaner, which is brand new. And we have a Great White Shark fountain pen. Which is the cheapest? What was the second one again? It's a Pro Shark bagless vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to go with that one. Alright, we'll start with... I know I already know I lost because of how you're doing this. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> give me the give me the news. I'm actually going to start with the cheapest, which was the vacuum cleaner. Oh man, I always, get, I always pick the cheapest one. All That's right. what you're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, so I won. Yeah, okay. Right. Sorry I confused you. Johnny won, everybody. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I hope you were playing along at home. So the Pro Shark vacuum cleaner is one hundred ninety three bucks. Johnny's a moron. Yep. <laughs> okay. Even when he wins, he loses. <laughs> In his head. That's the story. That's what I'm going to call my autobiography. <laughs> Even when I win, I lose. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it was one hundred ninety bucks. Right. Okay. The sealed copy of Fire Shark is three hundred bucks. Okay. Which, by the way, was well, how much was it? Three hundred. That's a lot. Anyways, I won't get on my little rant there about the artificial inflation of retro gaming. Um, (laughs) which means the Great White Shark fountain pen is fifty dollars shipping. Uh huh. Twenty three thousand dollars. Why? Why can they possibly ask for that much? All I can find about this is it's handmade. There's only eighty made. It's made in Japan, and it's really pretty. Is it made from an actual Great White Shark? It has gold inlays, but. It does not look like a $23,000 pen, but then what would that look like? I could buy like a pack of pens for a dollar. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Trevor, now I'm going to blow your mind for my second question here. Oh, no. I went to eBay. You can't do that. I went to eBay. Oh, you've broken the fourth wall. I'm going to show you this picture. Okay. I want you to explain what this picture is. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'll tell you what, it's it's a Christmas tree ornament. I'll tell you that much. Okay. And I want you to explain to the audience what it is. Uh, Here's the picture. Oh, it's the Snoopy as the Red Baron. Yeah, and it's just sitting. He just he's got the the helmet, the goggles, and yeah. the and the. Uh, it's a cute scarf. ornament. Just yeah, pretty basic, but cute. Okay, how much do you think this ornament's going for? It came out in the '60s. I'll give you that. Oh much. no! We're trying to beat me my own game here. It's not in the package, and from the sounds of the description, it's quite breakable. I know you're trying to beat me my own game here, so I'm going to guess a hundred bucks. Okay. I'm going to give you a little more information. Okay. <laughs> here's the actual, here's how the actual, actually titled it. The Snoopy Pilot Red Baron Flying Ace Rare. Oh, it's rare. Vintage. Who would have thought? Christmas Ceramic. Is that how you say that word? Ceramic. Ceramic. Thank you. <laughs> that was legit confusion. I'll yeah. pretend. Christmas Ornament Peanuts. That's how they title this. There's only one available. Dated from the 60s. Uh, do you want to, do you want to stick with your guess of 100? I want to give you a second chance. <laughs> 500. <laughs> okay, you're a lot closer on that one. $600. Oh, wow. However, the shipping is free. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> People think that just because they've only seen one of something, it's super rare. Or if it's old. Or if, if it's old. It if doesn't something, mean it's valuable automatically. If something's from at least the 60s on back, they think it's worth a million dollars. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Trevor, yes. number three for you. 
All right, your final question. Toplan made some cult classic video games. And that's who made this one, right? Right. They okay. made Fire Shark. Um, they also made Truxton and Snow Brothers. Um, and I need you to find which of these games they also published. Okay. So those I just mentioned, they developed. But one of these games they were the publisher for. All right. Is it Musha? Carnival Cornhole? <laughs> or Magic Manatee? Uh, Magic Manatee is my guess. So I made up Carnival Cornhole. How could you guess? I'm very proud of you for it. I also made up Magic Manatee. Dang it. Musha, which is a game I've mentioned we need to cover on the show. That's why I thought that was the red herring. I thought that was your yeah, fake out. That's exactly, <laughs> that's why, that's exactly why, I why I did it. So apparently they were the Japanese publisher for Musha, which is a, a I'm just going to say amazing. I hate to give away because we're going to cover it at some point. Yeah, we're going to. That's a game we'll be covering in the it's, it's, near future. Probably incredible yeah. uh, shooter for the Sega Genesis. But yeah, Musha, they were the Japanese publisher. All right, Trevor, you ready for your last question? Yep. All right. Uh, me and you mm-hmm. are fire, or a, uh, we're pilots in World War One. Yes. We each have a biplane. I'm pretty sure we're not, but go ahead. No, we are. Okay. Just close your eyes and pretend and see yourself. Oh, okay. And, okay, we just, the siren's blaring. Mm-hmm. We're under attack. Right. We need to run to our planes and get in our planes. We should be ready for a dogfight, which is when two planes are fighting in the air. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not that's not actual dogs. Not fight. dogs fighting. Yeah, that's illegal. That's a terrible thing. Yeah. Tre- Trevor, as an amazing pilot as me and you are, uh-huh. what would be your first move in a dogfight? Let's say the enemy has you in his sights. Mm-hmm. He's right on your tail. What's the first thing you do? Okay, so we're both in the plane. We, uh, yeah, we're in the same plane. Okay. So I'm going to pull that lever to eject myself <laughs> uh, and deploy my parachute and just uh, let you handle it. Oh, well, what you don't know, though, is I knew that's what you would do. Yeah. And I filled your parachute with just knives and forks. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so if I'm going down, we're going down. <laughs> All right. Just enough time to watch you get shot down. Yeah. Yeah. We'll both go down in a, I would say, in a hell of glory, but it so would just be. That's four plus you said the Red Baron killed eighty. That's eighty four deaths in this episode. Yeah, did you? Yeah, because you counted the first two, right? Yeah, the first two. Three because of the fire shark. Eighty five deaths in this yeah. episode. <laughs> this episode alone. So much for family friendly. <laughs> yeah, we're killing off uh, made up characters. The English language. Around. That's eighty six. Yeah, we've just we've murdered that more than anything. Yeah, the English language dies in every. Episode. We are we are an English teacher's worst nightmare as a show. Yes. Wife is a teacher, and I am her worst nightmare. Yeah, that's why she doesn't listen. It's not because she hates us; it's just because it just makes her sad inside. <laughs> Which is also the title of my second autobiography. <laughs> that should be the subtitle of the first. Yeah. Even when I win, I lose, and I'm always sad inside. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's been a brand. I was going to say this is going to be a brand new episode, but it's already just happened. This so was that, a brand new episode. This was a brand new episode. Congratulations for making it this far. You deserve something. You should leave us a five-star iTunes review. That's a good idea. Please rate, review, and subscribe uh, to us on iTunes. Honestly, reviewing us. You know, every show talks about this all the time, and even I get tired of that because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, my goodness. Um, That's what I do. I roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, we get it. you got to say this stuff. But honestly, that really is how iTunes finds it does its searches yes. for other people. It's how they will find our show. We will read your iTunes review on air in an episode of Retro Bliss if you leave us one. Yeah. Unless it's really low, then we might just cry. Yeah. Well, I, you can honestly give us five stars, but you can say all the terrible things about me you right. want. 
I don't care. You can be honest in the text of the review, but just yeah. still give us yeah. five stars. Yeah. We're really show that you probably didn't want, but you got it anyway. <laughs> That's a good way to, don't you think? That's a good way to end it. Now, Trevor, to, to end this episode, I like to leave the people wanting something more uh-huh. so they'll come back, right? Right. <laughs> so I think it's best right now if you would give your number one tip of living life to the fullest. Go. Well, but also, wait, 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 but also somehow involve uh, biplanes oh, and fire and sharks. Go. Okay. When you find yourself in the dogfights of life and you feel that enemy coming up on your bogey, you know that. That's behind, right? The bogey. I like it. Go with it. You know, the, the enemy of doubt and grief. Mm-hmm. Perhaps too many pork chops for dinner. Yeah. What you need to do is pull that eject button on the seat of life. <laughs> that's awesome. Wait, that's that's not real advice. No, don't give up. Please don't, don't give take up. it. Don't Never give up. up. Never give up. Never surrender. Listen to Retro Bliss. That's why you don't ask me to do that. Hello everybody, Johnny here from your favorite retro-themed video gaming. Great start to this. I'm not even going to edit this. I'm not even going to redo this. Your favorite retro video gaming podcast. I'm assuming it's your favorite. If it's not your favorite, then what is wrong with you? I mean, have you had a terrible childhood or something? Well, if you have, then listen to the show. It'll help make it better, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is just a special announcement. Trevor couldn't... Uh, make it for this special announcement. He is busy moving. So let's all hope that he moves to a <laughs> much better place for him and his wife. And in his life in general. <laughs> uh, hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses sent his way. Uh, this is just a little special announcement. Uh, last week or a week ago, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, retro Bliss. Two words, by the way. Retro Space Bliss. <laughs> uh, was was invited to have a special live episode at the Super Famicon in Greensboro, North Carolina. And we, I just wanted to share mine and Trevor's thoughts about it. Uh, first of all, a huge thank you for even having us. They were nice enough, uh, nice enough to give us a table in which we tried to give out our new awesome-looking business cards in which people would periodically stop at, look at them, pick them up, and I guess when they saw our names on it, they put them back. <laughs> But people didn't see them for a limited amount of time. And we thank you for coming to at least look at them. That's very kind of you. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had a blast just hanging out. The setup was really cool there. It's uh, For those who don't know, it was for uh, all things Nintendo uh, for the most part. So you could they had a really cool setup. We were downstairs. I actually never even got to see the upstairs except for when I went up uh, for the actual panel. But uh, the downstairs where we, where we were at, you had, that's where the tournaments were, so people were going crazy. This thing, they had a lot of people there. I think they did pretty well considering it was their first one. And all around set up near us were, which was really cool, uh, were um, old video games just set up with old TVs to play. So, like, I saw Zelda and I saw uh, different Mario games, etc. That kind of stuff, which is really neat. And I, I love that about it. That was really cool. 
Now, um, we were very fortunate enough to have a few people stop by who had actually heard of us. We had some fans. I know I feel weird saying that, uh, stop by and talk to us for a little bit. That was really cool. Uh, special shout out to Sean for stopping by and hanging out. So, uh, that's very cool. I mean, it, it really makes it feel like we're not just doing this just for us. Even though, honestly, if nobody was listening, I would still just do it because obviously I love myself way too much. And Trevor, oh man, what a, what a narcissist. Is that how you say that? Have I said the right word? A guy is full of himself. I refuse to look these words up. <laughs> Not my uh, way of doing things. Also, uh, I got a list of things I just want to think. First of all, the actual show was great. Thanks for having us. Uh, the fans that showed up, we actually had people, our fear going into this was that we were going to have a room and one or two people show up. And those two people being the people that we already knew, our friends. And we were very pleasantly surprised to have somewhat of an audience. We had like between 20 and 30 people there, somewhere around like that. And I think only one or two walked out. So that's pretty good for us. <laughs> Uh, we covered the game Bad Dudes. It's actually the last, the latest episode before this one. You can go back and listen. And we had a great time. I had a blast. Uh, it's just a really, as our first ever live show, I've done a few goofy live things before just for myself, but this is the first time I've ever done like a podcast live in front of other people. And I know it's the first time for Trevor. And I think I can speak for him in saying that we had a ball. It was a great time. It was a humongous room. I mean, this room was like humongous they could have ballroom dances in there it was huge 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 and we had a great audience and i think and i hope we made a few fans that day because afterwards which is a new occurrence for me is people wanted to take some pictures with us which was really cool you know i've never ever experienced that ever before so that was really sweet and neat so thank you to uh, mario and luigi who were who were an awesome couple that we met and uh, also to uh uh the princess who didn't get saved. That was her. That's how she was dressed up as Princess uh, Peach. If she was never, if Mario didn't get to her in time, <laughs> so it was really cool. I mean, I, that was probably my favorite uh, cosplay that I saw there. It was mainly Mario's and Luigi's there. Understandably, it's a Nintendo thing. And I saw a few Zeldas. I mean, a few Links. I love getting those wrong, just because it drives Trevor wild. But we had a great time there. And then after that, uh, we we've heard about Lost Ark. It's a it's a video game store slash arcade place where you can spend uh, so much money. Like you can give them, I don't remember what the prices are. You can go to their website, Lost. Uh, <clears throat> you can Google, they have an Instagram page and everything, Lost Ark. And uh, it's in Greensboro, North Carolina. It wasn't too far from where the actual con was. And thanks to, my, uh, thanks to Michelle for uh, being kind enough to show us around the G borough since we are not, Trevor and I are not familiar with it at all. As anybody could tell who got behind us <laughs> there in that, I feel sorry for you. <clears throat> so we so we go to Lost Art. Now, my one complaint is, and this is for most places in a city like this, it's not just Greensboro. Parking is atrocious. It's terrible. It, we spent easily five minutes trying to find a place to park. And when we found a place, we weren't very comfortable with it. <laughs> we were afraid we were going to get towed at any moment. No, and I'm not talking Toad as in uh, Mario's little buddy, Toad. I'm talking about Toad as in our car being taken away. Trevor's car, especially. It was his car. He drove. So, ultimately, it wasn't a, 
affected me, but I wouldn't have got home. So selfishly, I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> so anyway, but once you get past the parking and you actually get inside the place, it is amazing. It's an awesome place. Uh, the people who work there are very, very cool, very kind. Uh, they talk to you. Uh, the customer service there was impeccably awesome. So kudos to them for that. And honestly, if you just love retro games, this is a place to go. Just even just to look at their stuff. I mean, I saw all kinds of classic games and systems in their boxes even. And I was just blown away. Uh, I love I love this. old. It just brought me back to when I was younger. And I would go into like a whatever store and look at what all the newest Nintendo games were. It gave it just a great vibe in there. And it's a lot of uh, Japanese uh, stuff too. Uh, like a lot of your, um, I think they have like Japanese candy, uh, Japanese collectible toys and such. So it, it's really cool. The only thing I ended up get, getting there, because I put myself on a very strict budget of don't spend anything. Uh, the only thing that I got there was a couple packs of uh, Mario cards, which are really cool because they got some sweet Mario stickers. I'm talking about these are old school from the like 89, 90 era. So uh, those are very cool. And then... Uh, we were nice. They were nice enough since we were at the the convention that they gave us a free pass to the arcade. So we got to check out the arcade. Now, in my head, I built this place up to be bigger. It's actually kind of a small place. But what's really neat about it is from is that the game is a wide selection of games. It's mainly uh, it's mainly fighting games, which is understandable because if anybody remembers the arcades when they were really relevant. It, it was a lot of fighting games. I'm talking your Street Fighters and, uh, you know, those sort of, and your Guilty Gears, those sort of things. So this was no exception. They had quite a few of those. But what really stood out to me was they had uh, some awesome pinball games. They had Ghostbusters Pinball, which was my favorite thing there. That was amazing. I loved that. And we and they had, and had Jurassic Park there, like a shooter game, a light gun shooter game. And I really liked that one. Uh, I think Golden Axe is what me and Trevor played for a while. Uh, we wanted to play a couple other games, but they just never freed up because people were, were on them constantly. So it, it was really neat. I really liked the place, and I would definitely go back. I couldn't recommend it enough, especially if you love old school uh, retro games or the arcades, if you missed those. I highly recommend it. It's a very cool time. And the people there, again, were awesome. And then after that, <coughs> it was time for dinner. Now, in Greensboro... They have, they have this place, it's called Hops, and it is like one of the, it's ranked nationally or something like that for having the best uh, uh, burger that you can get in the country, per my understanding. So me and Trevor were quite excited. Now, I don't know if you've seen this in person, but it's obvious that we like a good burger. So, you know, we get there. It's an hour wait. This place is packed. So we ended up not even getting getting to eat there. But I'm judging from the fact that they had that many people there that it took that long to get in that it's a, it really is a good burger. So we 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 are we vow to eat there at least once at some point. Uh, so and the other place I wanted to point out real quick was uh, Acme Comics, and uh, because I'd always heard about it, I have friends who live over in there too. A couple of my artist friends who live over there, and. Uh, they talk about that place a lot, so I really wanted to check it out. So I ran inside. There's, it's actually split into two. They're side by side buildings, but they're both Acme Comics. One's more of your comic stuff, and the other one's more of your, your toys, like I'm um, like your Funko Pops and all that sort of thing. And uh, 
I love both of them. Both are really cool. Especially since now I'm in this weird Funko Pop love of Funko Pop. If you want to send me something for Christmas, send me a Funko Pop. I love those dumb things. And it was a really cool place. So overall, we had a great time. Me and Trevor really hope to do more live shows in the near future. It was uh, it was seriously a blast. And we just couldn't thank everyone enough for having us there. And for the people who showed up at the actual show. I mean, it was such an experience. I, we really want to take this show to another level. We feel that, this is very full of ourselves, but we feel, and I'm speaking for Trevor, we feel that we are good enough to become even bigger than what we are. So we really want to push that, and we couldn't get where we are now without the people who have supported us so far. And a special thanks to Chris, our producer, who does an amazing job to make these sound halfway listenable, uh, especially this rambling that I'm doing now. Good luck, Chris. Uh, but thanks to everybody. We hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving for the, all, the, all these peeps in America. And uh, have a safe Black Friday because nobody wants to get trampled over a $5 copy of Jurassic World. It's a good movie, don't get me wrong, but, you know, don't get don't get stepped on for it. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and I'm going to now uh, turn you to something very cool that I discovered at, uh, at our show. And that, of course, is that, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, it's, it's dumb. It's, it's dumb. This show is dumb, but you listen. And either that means we're entertainingly dumb, or you may have issues. I don't know what it is. Because <laughs> we know we have issues, but we've come to terms with it. So thanks to everybody. I'm going to now uh, stop talking for once, like I should have done 12 minutes ago. And thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, uh, please remember to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. It really helps our numbers out. Rate and review. You guys have been awesome. Uh, we're very grateful for all of you. And uh, thanks for listening. And um, we hope to do more awesome stuff. We got more big plans in any near future. Thanks, guys.